Hello and welcome to the Way Out podcast. This is where we will be discussing all things fitness and life related and how the two intertwine. My aim with this podcast is to be myself, have a laugh, educate and even help some people along in their journeys. Nothing too serious but an enjoyable listen. And if you're expecting perfection here then this is not the place for you. However, thank you for listening and if you're ever looking to work with me in the future or now you can be sure to find me on my Instagram which is Kira O'Connor Coaching. If not there, you can find me on my website, which is kiraoconnor.ie. And once again, thank you for listening. Okay, so hello, it is me. I haven't uploaded a podcast since literally the 7th of September. I'm now recording this on the 28th of September. But if you know and if you've followed me, I went to Edinburgh to do a talk. Um, it was actually something that I applied for myself. And I'd done a talk or I gave a talk to coaches um, who are part of EIQ or who just went to the level up event on how helpless how the feelings of helplessness lead to eating disorders since I came home from holidays and since I done the uploaded the previous episode of binging and stuff like my nerves have just consumed me that's why I haven't actually done anything I don't think I've done anything I don't think I've like really promoted my business as much on Instagram and I've just kind of I, I let everything take a backseat because I was so highly strong about this talk and I was so so nervous because it is literally my number one fear is getting up in front of people and speaking but not only that like it wasn't one of those talks you know that you do in college or you do in school where you kind of have to do it like you have to do it it was more so I had applied for it but not only that like knowing that there was like some amazing coaches there watching me like you know and wanting to gain something from my talk like it, it felt like there was a lot of pressure on myself but like I suppose we do that to, our, to ourselves like we work it up in our own heads like I had worked it up to be so much more than what it was like I, I, I had literally ran myself up the walls based on my thoughts it wasn't actually facts that I was thinking you know like thinking like oh when I get up there am I just gonna like blank am I gonna go blank and stuff but I think the nerves were good because they made me take it like super serious and obviously do a lot of rehearsing and stuff like beforehand. But in general, like the EIQ event or like even speaking at it, like it done so much for my confidence. Like I feel so much more confident in like my ability with coaches and stuff like that. And if you are a coach yourself, you know that you do have those days where you kind of do what you're doing, you doubt your ability, etc. That is normal, like that, that, that they're normal feelings to have. But it definitely gave me an oomph in my step to be like, okay, I have obviously what it takes to be working with the people who have gone through exactly what I've went through, you know? Um, and yeah, it just definitely gave me a little bit more confidence and I'm happy because I feel like people will see that or people will resonate with that or people will see that I'm a little bit more confident in my abilities. And again, that'll obviously stand to me when someone comes to work with me um, for coaching or whatever it may be. But overall, I'm very proud of myself. Like I wasn't proud of myself when I sat down. I was definitely my worst critic, but I'm proud of myself for getting up there and proud of myself for pushing out myself out of my comfort zone and after having time to reflect on it. Like it is such an honor to be picked, you know, first of all, but then also to just step out of that, like my biggest comfort zone and like put myself through that and like I, I just I just want to be proud of myself um so that's enough about that because I, I, I don't want to make this episode really about Edinburgh and the and the, um, the talk but I think what I will do is I will do a talk on I think I will redo the presentation as if it's a podcast and like talk is true because it was very interesting and I think a lot of people could gain something from 
how the feelings of helplessness lead to eating disorders, you know? But that's not just eating disorders in general. Like, that's not just an eating disorder. This is talking about binge eating and disordered eating patterns, you know? So I think that'll be very interesting to do. But this episode is actually about going all in. So I stopped, obviously, when I was talking about the previous episode was my binge and series and like how I got through that and what happened and what way did it look. But then in order to obviously heal that relationship with my food and my body and just all over myself, um, there was a lot of like going all in. Like you can't, for me, I couldn't have one foot in the door and one foot out. And that's what I had been previously trying to do was like, okay, in the back of my head, I, I still want to lose fat loss or I still want to achieve fat but I want to repair my relationship with food. You can do those things simultaneously if you don't have a severe, like, issue with your relationship with food. But of as we know, I did. Like, I obviously went from eating disorder to binge eating disorder. So I definitely had issues with my um relationship with food. So you couldn't do... I couldn't do those two simultaneously, basically. Um, and remember, like, in a sense, there's nothing wrong with fat loss. You know, it's not bad. And don't ever think that I'm saying that because I have so many clients who want to achieve fat loss. What I am saying is though, when you have like, let's say the not the best relationship with food and stuff like that, in order to repair that relationship with food, again, like you kind of have to go all in, you have to go against all the food rules that you've had. And whereas fat loss does require, it doesn't require restriction, but it requires compromise. And there is a bit of focus on obviously your body composition and how you look in general. And that can be hard for someone, especially like me, it's obviously really hard for me because you know, I had spent like what the last three, four years of my life, like solely focused and obsessed with my own body. So yeah, that just was not doable for me. And obviously if you're listening, like I'm not saying that you can't do the both. Like if you're somebody who doesn't have that much of a bad relationship with food and you just kind of want to repair a little bit here and there and you want to like maybe stop feeling guilty after takeaways and stuff, like that's not a major um a major issue and you more than likely could do the two simultaneously but again it depends on the individual it depends on where it is like where you're at um so again if you need any advice on that please drop me a message but yeah like I said this is obviously about going all in and repairing that relationship with myself um and with my body so obviously I went with Saz and like I said in the last episode she challenged me a lot on a lot of my food rules which was fantastic I was in therapy at the same time so they went hand in hand you know I was understanding how to set boundaries for myself and boundaries are a big thing because like I coach so many people now who who wouldn't have the best boundaries and it could be like work boundaries family boundaries you know and constantly letting people overstep your boundaries but people only overstep if you've never actually set boundaries in the first place and that's something that I actually kind of failed to realize and it only kind of I learned a lesson basically last year of boundaries and like, you know, you can't expect somebody to not overstep that boundary or think of it this way. Like if you're constantly saying yeah to work, but you're complaining about saying yeah to work, but how does work know? Like how does your boss know not to keep asking you to work? Cause I'll keep doing the same. Yeah. You know, you haven't set that boundary with your boss and that obviously needs to be set in order for people to be aware. And after then, if it's, if, if that boundary has been set and then they step across it, well then you can call them on it. You know, sometimes we we forget to actually say these things and we forget to be like, do what suits us. Comes back to obviously people pleasing tendencies or whatever it is, you know, wanting to obviously keep everybody happy and just constantly saying yeah all the time when saying yeah all the time actually puts you out of your way. So that's boundaries. Um, But like I said, you can't, boundaries can't be there if you don't actually say them in the first place. So 
that was a lot of work that I done in therapy was just having boundaries like boundaries with family friends etc and you know doing what suited me because I was always saying yeah to things that didn't suit me so that was obviously a good like that was actually a step in the journey and I know you're probably like oh but what has that got to do with like food and you know like repairing your relationship with yourself it has a lot to do with yourself you know and it has a lot to do with how you view yourself you know how happy you are in your life and overall your confidence like being able to say no to someone is is a big thing to do and it was definitely not something that I was used to doing you know like even with my friends I was always like yeah 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 I'll do that and I was always you know stressing myself out a little bit more or putting myself out in order to sue somebody else and it's not selfish like that's a big thing as well to remember is that it is not selfish to have boundaries and it's not selfish to say no to people um especially when it doesn't suit you so that's another thing if you are somebody who struggles with that practice saying no you know and like boundaries aren't something that can be preset let's say so you can't be like okay I'm definitely going to set a boundary now you know that's not what really happens it's kind of like okay the next time your boss approaches you you're like ask you to work you say no on the spot you know so boundaries are set in the moment they can't be really premeditated because you don't know what's going to come up so that's obviously something to take on on board but like I said if you're constantly saying yeah to people and it doesn't suit you try say no try challenge yourself and try and try do that going on this journey another thing that was obviously required of me was like acceptance so yes I was working alongside my therapist with boundaries and having those with people because when you put yourself out another thing that I forgot to mention with boundaries when you put yourself out and to suit others you are kind of annoyed at yourself then later today the later in the day or whatever or you're kind of immediately saying to yourself oh my god why did I say yes to that that just so doesn't suit me you know, and you're kind of, again, bringing up these emotions of like, oh, for fuck's sake, you know, or annoyed at yourself or, you know, um, kind of giving out to yourself and there's like no sort of compassion there for yourself. And I think, again, when you don't obviously understand your emotions or you don't talk about them or you're constantly people pleasing, that in turn can swing the other way where you're using food to cope with that, you know, you're using food to cope with your emotions. So there is a lot of things that come into play um, when it comes to obviously healing your relationship with food and your body, but it, it just depends on where you're at. So I was somebody who did have to work on my boundaries and you may not be someone who has to work on your boundaries, but you still may be someone who has to heal your relationship with your body and your, your food. But that's obviously, you have like you, you have to work with somebody to figure that out, whether it be a therapist or a coach or whatever. Um, and then another thing that was obviously required was just a lot of acceptance, you know, like acceptance of my body, acceptance of where I was at in my journey um, of not tying my body then, my body image to my self-worth or to my identity. Um, because as a coach, it's a big thing. You know, I think a lot of us do tie our body image to to our ability to coach or you know if I don't have abs like is anybody gonna like sign up with me because like I don't have abs you know I'm not like as ripped as the next coach you know across the, across the road um so I think that was that was a big step for me and that was not something that I was obviously used to and again you have the fear that like oh god like you know am I gonna be a good coach now um but it again obviously reflected now a year a year gone I'm like, wow, it was the best decision I obviously ever made for myself. And it was something that I had to do. So I'm obviously grateful for it. But when I'm talking about acceptance, like that looks like or what it looked like for me in any ways was like stepping away from constantly taking photos of myself, you know, whether it be in underwear or, you know, posting underwear pictures or um like bikini pictures or gym pictures or whatever. 
and yes it, it, it did in a sense like when I was going through this journey it was a lot like it was a lot to take in and I do think last year my business suffered because of it but not because I was like let's say gaining a few pounds it was because I genuinely like my head wasn't in it because I had to work like I was I was working on my relationship with food and I had obviously personal stuff going on as well so I do think that my business in a sense did suffer but like I said not anything got to do with like my body image it was mainly down to the fact that my head wasn't in it purely because I had all of that going on and then I also um had personal stuff going on but like I said that's what acceptance looked like for me it was like con- like not constantly taking pictures of myself you know not making myself super uncomfortable so I know for like even some of the girls that I coach now like when it comes to their period like I'm all for you know like wearing baggy stuff and it's not about hiding the fact that you're on period or it's not about not accepting the fact that you're bloated it's just about the fact of not making yourself super uncomfortable so like I kind of stopped wearing anything that made me super uncomfortable I stopped training kind of bodybuilding style and I'd always been dipping out like the last since I think COVID hit I'd been dipping in and out of CrossFit and after the, after I ran the marathon, so if you followed me um, during lockdown, I ran a marathon in March of 2021. And after that, then I kind of shifted from running into CrossFit style workouts. And it was probably one of the best decisions I ever made. And this is not saying as well, just want to clarify that if you're looking to go on this all in journey or, you know, repair your relationship with your food and your body, it doesn't mean that you have to stop everything you're doing. You know, it just got to the point where... I didn't like training to see, oh my God, was there a vein coming out of my bicep, you know, or was there a vein coming out of my ab or do I have abs yet? You know, that was something that I needed to stop because again, that, that training was solely focused on my body image. And like I said, I had to accept that my body image was going to change throughout the course of the months because I was having foods that I had restricted myself for so long. I may have binges sometimes, but the more that I obviously stepped away from how I looked to then how I performed and how fit I was like my body image didn't train change drastically because I stopped trying to control it I stopped trying to control absolutely everything and I more so just accepted that okay like I'm gonna go through a period now where I may not feel the best in myself body image wise but I know that mentally and um like physically in a sense I am going to be a lot healthier because I'm not going to be constantly like in survival mode you know um or stress mode because even though I was binging and I had put on weight or whatever it wasn't it wasn't like I was super healthy I was absolutely stressed out enough you know so obviously having as there to obviously challenge me on my food rules and encourage me to kind of step away from body check-in and everything else like that helped massively but then like again like I said shifting to crossfit was a huge change for me and it like CrossFit focuses so much on like how fit you are you know like it doesn't matter how you look in a sense it's more so like can you get 10 burpees done quick enough before the clock runs out you know so now going back to like including those foods in and like acceptance of like yes my body is going to change or it may change or it may not but I had to start including foods in that I hadn't included in, in obviously, that I'd just binge on basically and I had to challenge that. And that actually, like as bizarre as it may sound, alongside working on my emotions and like therapy and boundaries, including the foods in that I had not included in or that I'd binge on helped massively. Like it was like the binges kind of just stopped overnight. 
And there was times where I would have, let's say, and this is not an actual binge because I know it was overeating. Like there'd be times where I overeat, I overate, sorry, but I knew it wasn't a binge. And then gradually, like alongside the obviously stepping away from how I looked to how I performed, my body image just got better. Like, and it was like, that sounds so bizarre. But when you stop trying to control everything, things actually get better. It's like, you know, when you go with the flow of life and all of a sudden you're offered a new job and you're getting a new car and you're, all of these things are just bizarre and they're coming out of nowhere, but everything seems to be going right. That's exactly what it looks like to let go of control, you know? And that was actually something I spoke about on the weekend was control. Control plays a massive part in eating disorders and just disordered eating in general. I'm binge eating as well. But when you stop trying to control things so religiously, your life seems to just get a little bit better. And as the months went on and as I challenged myself to have takeaways and to, you know, have little things every single night and, you know, have those treats that I'd binge on, working on my boundaries, working on obviously journaling, speaking about my emotions um, and like stepping away from like the all or nothing mentality and like perfectionism. Like I definitely would have described myself as someone who was like, a perfectionist or had that all or nothing mentality and when you start having some sort of acceptance and compassion and and dealing with your emotions firsthand and sitting through those uncomfortable emotions of like okay I may not look the best you know but I'm, I'm gonna sit through it and I'm gonna I'm gonna push through it and that's another thing that plays a big part in like binging and eating disorders and disordered eating is that people don't want to deal with their emotions you know people don't want to face those uncomfortable emotions and that's why when most people go to repair the relationship with food and their body they don't like that uncomfortable feeling you know when things don't fit you anymore and you know it's not like you're putting on loads of weight but you're just feeling a little bit differently in yourself like I didn't put on loads of weight at all like I really really didn't I had obviously put on more in the stages of binging, um, like I spoke about in the last episode, than I did on this journey. And, you know, and people, I think, have this idea where they're like, I have to gain loads of weight in order to repair my relationship with food. No, you don't. And that's why most people don't want to do this journey is because they think they have to put loads of weight on or they don't want to, like the minute that those uncomfortable emotions come in, people don't want to sit through and they're like, no, it's fine. I'll just go back to restriction. And I'm just like, okay, that's fair enough, but this is going to haunt you and it's going to keep happening and you're going to keep binging and you're going to keep feeling restricted and you're going to keep feeling guilty and you're going to keep feeling like you have to chase your tail, you know, and always worrying about your body image and stuff. Like, to me, that was not a life I wanted to live anymore. Like, I had done literally four years of it and I was like, hell to no, am I doing this again? You know, Um, so you do probably have to be at that stage where you're like, you know what, I really, really want help or finding the right coach for you um hint hint me but um no I'm joking but seriously finding the right coach for you that's gonna sit in your corner with you who's gonna challenge you to sit through those uncomfortable emotions plays a big part but also again obviously therapy helped me a lot with my emotions and you know like understanding where maybe some of this lack of boundaries and um you know eating disorders and wherever like where that had kind of stemmed from as well because it's not just like eating disorders don't just come from good and bad labels on food. It comes from a lot more. And like I like I already spoke about, like boundaries, emotions, um, self-worth, you know, unhappiness, like in your actual life and stuff. So if you're on the fence about repairing your relationship with your food and your body, this is your sign to do it because it doesn't 
it looks different for everybody you know the journey is not the same like I said for everyone and you know you don't have to put on loads of weight in order to get through this journey like I said for me when I stopped trying to control things the body image followed you know and when I focused there focusing on performance rather than if I had veins in my arms everything else started to line up you know um and it's like kind of everything just came together at once and started slowly all of it just making so much more sense and I think a good thing as well that helped me was you know starting to appreciate what my body done rather than you know trying to just accept my body for what it was because I'm not sitting here and saying that they weren't uncomfortable emotions to deal with of course they were it was super uncomfortable for me to deal with but I got to a point where it didn't like the cost was way too much now that I had to change you know I didn't want to be running around in circles with my food and my body image you know and dealing with obviously the mental health implications of that as well so it was almost like I didn't have a choice and I was willing to deal with any uncomfortable emotions that came my way whereas most people now whether you're on a fat loss journey or your relationship with food journey or whatever it is most people don't want to change until the cost gets too high but obviously being a coach it's it's about obviously helping people see that the cost is too high you know but that that is obviously probably a big barrier for people is that it's kind of like meh like I said people will just go back to restriction once the once the uncomfortable feelings come in because the cost isn't that high for them um but wherefore like with me it was obviously way too high and I didn't want to stay in that situation anymore so yeah sorry that was a bit of a tangent but back to my first point about accepting your body for what it does and this is not like I'm not talking about toxic positivity and waking up and like you know feeling uncomfortable in your skin and like going to the mirror and telling yourself you love you 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 love how you look when you really don't because that's more toxic in itself um and I genuinely don't believe that that's going to help anyone in any shape or form but I think sometimes stepping away from again probably how much body checking you do how many photos you take of yourself and and start looking at okay what does my body do for me you know so for me obviously like I said a big help for that was CrossFit you know CrossFit allowed me to see oh my god my body does so much for me you know like it is actually no matter how uncomfortable these feelings are of like you know challenging food rules maybe putting on a few pounds and just not feeling overly super confident in myself but in other areas of my life I was starting to feel confident like coaching you know my relationship with food you know my ability to like now think that I, I I'm in control so other parts of my life started lifting up while yes my body image mightn't have been the best but I was willing to take that trade-off in order to come out the other side and like I was saying it's not about force and toxic positivity on yourself it is about kind of just seeing like my body does do a lot for me you know and again being grateful for the body as such but you don't have to sit there and be grateful for you know like oh my god I'm after putting on weight and you know and I'm, I'm, I'm feeling uncomfortable myself but I'm still grateful for you know all of it you know that's that's not really what it's about it's like like I said it's about just appreciating what your body does for you on a day-to-day basis and everything it allows you to go through and everything it allows you to process and just things like that so that was another obviously big thing for me and um, all the best thing that I'd done for myself was choosing that was choosing myself was choosing my mental health was choosing my body image was choosing my relationship with food over everything else you know over the restriction over wanting to control over wanting not to deal with my emotions it was all worth it now looking back on it and now sitting here more than a year later 
having the best relationship with food um having the best relationship with my body image you know not feeling the pressure to have to look a certain way not feeling the pressure to have to diet before I go on holidays not feeling guilty you know being able to go out for food to not be able to track anymore to not being able to to weigh my food like it all makes me so emotional because it's a year and a half if not more later and I'm so content and so happy with everything that I've achieved and I'm so glad that I put myself first so this is your sign to you know whatever it is that you're going through to make that change and to to know that you can and to know that you can come out the other side of it um you know and to to weigh up what it is that you're choosing to take the trade-off of you know if you're willing not to change then what's that trade-off you know for some it may be fitness levels for some it may not be able to run after their child um for some it may look like you're choosing to constantly feel guilty about foods that you eat and to not feel happy and to not feel confident in your in your body when you're on holidays acknowledge your trade-offs you know and when you start to see the cost that you're actually paying of staying the same you might actually realize okay it might be beneficial or it might benefit future me to change because I genuinely am living proof of going through of going through all of the lovely eating disorders and still managing to come out of the the other side now I'm not saying right okay so this is just going to be not a shocker because I think it's normal but I'm not saying that I'm sitting here and I don't have bad body image days or you know thoughts about myself of course they creep in but now I'm at a different a different stage in my life where I'm now aware of those thoughts coming in and I can pull myself on them you know because I do that for a living with clients I pull them on the thoughts that they may be having and usually the only thoughts that I ever get about my body is around my period which is proven like it is actually proven in a study that you will suffer with your body image or you will doubt your body image when it comes to your period and so that's for all the women out there but um yeah this is your sign if you're if you're contemplating something and you're not wanting to change weigh up the costs see what price you're actually paying for staying the same and just take that first step you know because you don't know what may happen you don't know what your life may look like and here I am a year later now public speaking giving talks and everything that I've been through if I didn't take that step to go all in I wouldn't be here you know so that's just something to take into account that your life could look 10 times better and you could just be the best version of yourself if you do to make that decision to change so yeah that's everything from me and going all in and what it looked like for me and you know it might not be the same for you but some of it might resonate and if it does and you're struggling shoot me a message and I'm always here to help and I hope you have a great day on whatever day you're listening to this